0: What's up, Bible Matties? It's your girl, Tom. And Audra. And today we're going over John 10 through 12. Yay! Okay, so I got to pop off real quick. Do it. So, to give a little recap, if you listened to the last episode, you better I, have. I, you better have. I was festering about the dust. And so, as I was editing that episode, it hit me like a thousand pounds of bricks. Is that the saying? It hit me like a ton of bricks. But basically the dust, the importance of the dust and when Jesus was writing in the dust is that almost everything comes from dust. Adam came from dust, which grew humanity in the OG human. The importance of dust is that we need it to grow. It's like soil, gotta grow plants to eat. (laughs) And then what I thought was cool is that that was in chapter eight and then in chapter nine jesus uses the dust and his spit to heal the blind man i think it just represents spiritual growth as well because he used his spit which is the living water and the dust to then spirit to heal him Mm -hmm. to make sure he can see but also spiritually grow and so in a way when he was writing in the dust with the adulterer i felt like it was an action of okay they're going to grow today they're going to mm-hmm. spiritually grow and Good. so that's kind of what I got from it I love that might be stretching a bit but that's what I got
1: no I think that's great I think God speaks to all of us differently
0: and yeah I didn't get that that's awesome so that's what I got from that's us hopefully I knocked it out <laughs> figured it out <laughs> okay should we dive into 10 yeah lol at me though every time you're like we're doing these chapters I go yay <laughs> Yay, okay. 10 through 12. <laughs> the Good Shepherd and His Sheep. So the story starts off, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. I think what's interesting about that is that Jesus is basically saying there's a certain way that you can get through the gate and that if you're trying to sneak over a wall or climb through, you are most likely a thief or robber. Basically take the easy way into the gate. Mm-hmm. And it's not the proper way. And so metaphorically, I think the proper way is that there's a divine good, joy, like you are welcomed into the gate. Mm -hmm. You did the right thing to enter. You got the right password. Mm -hmm. Whereas a robber or thief tries to steal your password to enter, tries to steal whatever it is to gain access through something, Mm -hmm. like when you got defrauded. (laughs) Jerks. (laughs) that's like, episode two everyone yeah <laughs> episode two you on reference <laughs> they would have to steal your password to get your funds into your financials into your email
1: yeah and didn't care what happened in my life from what they were doing and the mm-hmm. same for like a robber like they just come to take whatever they feel they're going to gain something from and mm-hmm. do not care about anyone else that they're harming in the in the situation yeah. which is disgusting <laughs>
0: Say how it is, (laughs) Zadra. Tell me how it is. (laughs) Yeah. So the true shepherd comes in the legitimate and designed way that God has created.
1: It's actually funny reading that version, and I don't know why.
0: But (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote down, it reminded me of cults, how like
1: I wrote how there's one leader leading all the people astray Mm -hmm. because they'll do it they'll try to use like quotation marks their biblical truth Mm -hmm. and then it ends up being like all these people are idolizing them and then whenever all havoc breaks loose and like cops are called but then like i feel like the leader always goes under wraps and they're gone and it's left with all this like disarray of these humans being like wait a second what have i been doing for the past however many years like I've been following the wrong thing, like thinking it was right. It's so crazy because like the good intention of the lead, like not good intention, but what people think is a good intention, they come off mm-hmm. like that. They like want the betterment, like follow this, like it'll get you closer to God, like whatever, you know? And it's like, if you don't know biblical truth and you don't know how the Lord is like fully coming for you, then you'll be led astray by anything, mm-hmm. you know? And that person's not going to be with you at the end. Like, mm-hmm. They don't care about you. Yeah. I don't know. That's just what I thought about. I was like, "Mm,
0: Colts. (laughs) Colty. Reminds a lot of a colt. Jesus refers to us as sheep. Mm -hmm. And sheep aren't the brightest in the bunch. Like they're not the most smartest animal, but they all need a leader and they need to follow that leader, which is Jesus. But a lot of sheep go astray, Mm -hmm. right? If you aren't focused on the leader, you go astray. So like in verse three and four, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. What's cool is that it basically says Jesus has a personal relationship with his sheep mm-hmm. and he knows each one by, like, he knows them by name.
1: By name.
0: <laughs> I had to. Are you
1: kidding?
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh no (laughs) he lets Um, me he keeps me out of the gate he's like you can stay he's like (laughs) go kick her out (laughs) that she gotta go i think what's important is that we all know his voice yeah and we we follow his voice which in that is the bible Mm -hmm. and how we connect to him we all have a personal connection with jesus just as he has a personal connection with us and that's like this parable of a good shepherd and a sheep.
1: I think that's really cool too because we've talked about how it's sweet that we're all made individually and we all have like our certain gifts, but that is really sweet that you bring that up because not only are we all made individually with our own personal talents and things like that, but we all have a unique relationship with our maker too. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like he talks to you differently than he talks to me, you know. Right. And I think that's very sweet and I think it's something to speak to comparison. You just can't you know, mm-hmm. and I know that's so easy to say, but – and I will do it tomorrow, but – it's just so sweet that God create, not only created us, but then created our relationship with him too. And yeah. I think that's that's awesome.
0: There's a really cool story that I read that goes with verse four that states, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. Mm-hmm. And so during World War I, there were some soldiers that were trying to steal a flock of sheep. Mm-hmm. This is like legit a story, which I thought was so cool, but it was in Jerusalem or near Jerusalem. And so these soldiers were basically trying to herd them, gather the sheep, right? And the sheep were just, okay, you know, these are my new leaders. I'm going to go ahead and follow them. And so eventually the sleeping shepherd woke up and he saw, oh no, my sheep are being driven off by these people. And so in order to recapture them, he knew he couldn't do it by force. The poser was obviously going to steal the flock of sheep. And so how he had To get his sheep back is he used his distinctive voice and then the sheep basically turned and were like oh that's my shepherd and all ran away from the enemy capturing them during world war one and went back to the shepherd
1: what
0: isn't that a cool story
1: dude that's wild
0: and so it just reminds me of us right like a few of us are maybe lay astray by this cult mm-hmm. and we have this crazy leader and they're being forceful and they know okay let's let's get them let's brainwash them let's be forceful but as soon as god speaks mm-hmm. we always are led back to him yeah also speaking on cult leaders obviously john 10 10 i feel like is ingrained in our head the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, I didn't even
1: underline that. I, was like, I was uh, like, I've heard it so it. many
0: times. I mean, I'm not over it. I'm but- sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. We get it. I get it. Okay, that's the enemy's purpose. He's still doing it. But I like how it says my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Yeah. And I think it's important to know it's not talking about monetary richness. It's rich and satisfying in the way that he is providing for you.
1: Yeah. My Bible says abundant.
0: Oh, abundance, good. He is the uh thirteen. It says the hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about sheep. That's where my cult thought came in. I, I okay, I, I prematurely I, sprung the cult thought. Okay, I was gonna say because it honestly reminded me of pastors. Oh. <laughs> right, I was your eight like, is showing. <laughs> I was like, because how many false teachings or false pastors are out there or cult leaders? Yeah they have all their sheep and they're preaching, but when the thief comes in to take them away, they flee as well. They're Mm -hmm. scared. They don't care to stick up for their sheep or defend them. Yeah.
1: Well, also too, like, and this is, I mean, I think honestly, I will say it like worldwide, but majority of pastors don't really preach the word, like Mm -hmm. the depths of it. Like they very much sit, I mean, on the front porch. Mm -hmm. The charismatic churches that I've gone to are very soft Mm -hmm. when it comes to the messages. And I feel like they are pushing boundaries. However, God, like when you open this word, you will get truths that you did not sign up for, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's why we say it's so hard to be a Christian. That's so hard to follow the Lord. And like, that's why so many people have a problem with it because they open this book and they read convictions and they don't feel convicted. They feel shame and then they get angry. Mm -hmm. And that is something that churches, I feel like, try to avoid. Like, The more people come, like, let's call it like it is, that's their income, you know, to some degree. And of course, I think their hearts are great, the posture is there, but you want people to come to your congregation, you know, and if you say the wrong thing, the wrong in quotations, people will, that will spread further than Me and you walking out of that service saying, That was great. Let's call a friend. Like, Mm -hmm. if something negative is said that we disagree with, we're going to tell everyone. We're not just going to call one friend. We're going to call them all and be like, You'll never guess, you know? Mm -hmm. And even if it's truth, on the flip side, too, like their hearts can be great and they can be doing great work and be fully trustworthy. But are you speaking like, are you speaking truth fully?
0: Right. And I think it's true, too, is how many pastors are in it. For the money. Mm-hmm. You can make uncapped money. Yeah. I mean, look at those. I can't even think of his name, but he's out of Texas. Uh,
1: jo- Joel. Joel
0: Olstein. Calling I you mean, out, Joel. Joel, come on, dude. <laughs> that flood Be really better. showed his colors. <laughs> Be better. Yeah. Like, but you're in it for the money. Yeah. You have abundance. God gave you abundance an abundant life, and that's what you do with it. You're right. going to live selfishly, mm-hmm. and it's all about the money for you. Mm-hmm. I mean we can do better than that, Joel. Right. Right. (laughs) I wrote down the question for it too, is how many of us only work for money? I mean, would you defend your workplace? Like what do you mean? I guess like what degree? Because it says the hired hand runs away because he's working only for money. Mm. It's like, let's say, let's say, you know, someone's completely bashing or a thief comes in to try to take your business away or buy you out. Like, are you going to war for where you work? No. Right. No.
1: Not where, yeah. yeah. But when you flip that into like this book, that's a good question. That's a hot topic. Yeah. Like, are you going to war for this word?
0: Right. (laughs) Mm.
1: I mean, I sit here and I say yes. Like, I mean, I'll talk to anybody, but you come at me with a knife. You come at me with like something that could take my life. Like, that's scary. That's a good question.
0: I'd That's like really to think I question. would. But I think we have. I mean, we've put, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but we put a lot of money and resources into diving to God. I mean, we went mm-hmm. to Israel, which was not cheap. Yeah. Buying, <laughs> buying all these microphones and stuff, <laughs> not cheap. <laughs> learning, like the learning curve for podcasting, Yeah. not fun. Yeah. I like to think it's for the betterment of, hey, if it, one person can hear it mm-hmm. and even just flip open their Bible. We did it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did it. So I like to. Th- I think we're good.
1: Yeah. No, and I mean, I would like to think so too. It's just those moments. I don't know. Oh, that yeah. just made me think of that
0: question. But a mansion in the hills also sounds not okay. All- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <You're> not We <wrong. laughs> wait, 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 Hey. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. So I'm flipping down to 18, where okay. it says, "No one can take my at. life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily." Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it drives me nuts how everyone's, "Oh, you're Jesus. You, you wouldn't be dying on a cross. You're you're the Alpha Omega. What are you doing on there? You're gonna live forever if you're the Son of God." Yeah. And in reality, he's like. I'm doing this for all of you. I'm doing this voluntarily. Of course, I know I could escape if I want. How many times in just John alone has he fleed Mm -hmm. because they were coming to arrest him? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been a handful of times already. So I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it's just to keep in mind that he he knew what was coming and he did it for us.
1: Right. I wrote in that too the fact that humans think that they took credit for Jesus' crucifixion when he literally knew it was going to happen the entire Ooh. time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just after like they think they've won, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they he's dead. So they think they didn't know he was gonna rise three days later, but people celebrated his death. Mm-hmm. Like people thought, ah, like I had a hand in that. I I mm-hmm. didn't believe in him. Ha ha. You know, but it, he knew the whole time. He knew you weren't going to believe in him and he knew you would. Like, mm-hmm. I just think that we also, it's a statement to say, like, we, d- we take so much credit for what God has already written. Like, we did nothing.
0: Like, we did absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah. I had a friend once actually she is not a believer, but she's very curious. And I love having conversation with her. And she was saying how like the one thing she really can't stand behind in Christianity is that Christians give credit to God for all of their accomplishments. And she's like, I don't understand that. And the only thing I could think of was that I'm not a parent, but I imagine as a parent, when your children do something great, you're proud of them. Like you're like, I made them, you know, Mm -hmm. like, they are like I just remember my dad saying things like that about me like when I would do something that he approved of he was like you're my daughter and I you know I made you and you're doing this like that's cool right Mm -hmm. and so it's this kind of the same thing of like when you flip your Perspective, though, and as a child, I would not be able to do all the things that I have done if my parents would not have had me, or would not, in like honestly, good or bad situations that have happened. Whatever has happened in my life has projected me onto the course that I'm on. So every accomplishment has truly been a result of the lack there of my parent or the presence of them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And so it's kind of the equivalent of God. Every good thing that I have done has been because God has created me and. I owe it to him, you mm-hmm. know, and like he designed this, these steps that I'm taking and these accomplishments that I'm receiving. I could not do this without him. So right. how can I not thank him, you know, and it, it did resonate with her about like taking it to your parents. She's very close with her parents. And so, yeah, she does give a lot of credit to her parents. So I was like, well, if you give your credit to your parents, then. God also created them, so yeah. why can you not give credit to Him? Right, you
0: know, and such a good point. Yeah, you're so right. It's it's once you graduate college with your degree, thank mm-hmm. my parents for you know yeah. if they paid your way or helped you out, bought you a meal, But yeah. You're always thanking people yeah. for it, but the ultimate creator is God. So right. of course, thank them, but also ultimately thank God. Yeah, that's like watching the Super Bowl once they won. I was very honed in on okay. Who are they going to thank above all? Mm. So I was proud of a few athletes, really disappointed in some, but I'm not shocked by some because uh, some conspiracies out there. (laughs) Some juicy, (laughs) juicy conspiracies, but it's very interesting to see. But yeah, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. You're welcome. (laughs) So uh, the Feast of Dedication, I thought was a really cool history point. Mm -hmm. So this feast that they talk about is celebrated because of the cleansing and rededication of the temple after three years of desecration by anarchists i think it's anarchists i don't even see that name yeah it's not it's not in here oh but i googled i'm like not in my version (laughs) yeah just in 22 where it says jerusalem at the time the festival of dedication i want to say his name's anarchists after Anarchus attacked Jerusalem, he basically had a reign of terror upon the Jews of the city. He stole millions of gold and silver. He was like, if you possessed the Torah, you were punishable by death. He would mm-hmm. kill you. Like this guy was just oh crazy, yeah, he was <laughs> crazy. But he killed 80,000 Jews. Wow. He had a number of slaves. Like he was nasty for three years. The reason why they celebrate the festival of dedication is because they rebuilt the temple after his reign. So I thought that was a really cool, like, mm. you know, w- what is this festival about? Because there's a lot mentioned in the Bible and I don't really know the history behind it, I Thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah.
0: And then in verse 40, it says, he went beyond the Jordan River. So it says, once again, they were trying to arrest him and mm-hmm. he got away. He left them. He's like, hey, it's not my time. Okay. It's all on Jesus time. Mm-hmm. When are they going to realize? Okay. They can try to catch him, but he's gone. He's yeah. fleeing. <laughs> it's not his time. The man's not going to get caught. <laughs> So in 40, he went beyond the Jordan River near the place where John was first baptizing and stayed there a while. And when I read that, I just, I don't know why, I just pictured Jesus being so at peace mm-hmm. sitting by the river just watching it flow since you and I both been there we both been baptized there I was like wow how amazing would it be and how peaceful like, yeah if someone was trying to arrest me in Israel where would I go
1: right
0: to the Jordan I mean it's so beautiful yeah so I thought that was kind of interesting I how I feel most connected to Jesus and God, is in nature and especially rivers because i grew up by rivers i was always playing in rivers as a kid and so that's my peace and Mm -hmm. so i almost thought it was cool that in a way that's where jesus fled Mm -hmm. to kind of gain his peace yeah so i kind of felt connected to him in a way
1: i was confused on 42 when they said and many believed in him there and i was like why that's just my thought
0: oh and many who were there oh because of the miraculous signs maybe
1: But what did he do there? He just hung out there. Yeah, he did just hang out. He was
0: taunting them, though. He was kind of like, are you going to stone me? (laughs) (laughs) Like in verse 32... He's like, at my father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? Like, he's yeah. like, he's like, all right, let's go.
1: I love it. Yeah, actually on 33, I wrote, it's kind of ironic because it says the Jews answered him. And it it's not for good works that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy because you being a man, make yourself God. And I wrote, they had idols. Mm-hmm. Not now, but at one point, you know, even when Moses' time, I and mean, we're going way back when, they had the calf after God god literally gave him the commandments you know Mm -hmm. and like then they have they're worshiping these things and it's just like you get mad at jesus because he claims he's a man and claims to be god but yet you guys are not walking in even the version of christ that you deem is worthy enough you know but here this man comes and is
0: flawless and you're like no yeah (laughs) all right the raising of lazarus We have Lazarus who was really sick and he lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. And Mary's the one who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Mm -hmm. What I found out is that because women didn't show their hair. They usually had it up. So it was actually very rare for women to actually put their hair down.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's also like her like fully showing humility, I guess, because she mm. didn't grab a rag. She used like her hair. Like, could you imagine like uh, today? Like, with, right. I mean, right. you're long hair and like you just bend down and all you could have grabbed a rag, but you use your
0: hair. Right.
1: Wash my feet. Like the most dirty Then you know, they were sandals in the right. desert. So it's oh, like so it. humble
0: yeah like she was showing ultimate humility probably mm-hmm.
1: yeah and saying like i you are my lord i love that yeah very sweet
0: it's funny too how she used the expensive perfume and then you have of course judas being like this oh is so God. expensive why would you do first that first of all
1: i don't I like know it. i don't like, know if who, it who invited that? you <laughs> um maybe i did read a little bit of commentary but didn't write down but it said that judah was or judas judas was he was in control of like the money yes. for the group yeah. and he would steal from it yeah he
0: would he would often take for himself
1: yeah i was like are you you are just the worst human being and like the fact that he's literally it just honestly i kind of I don't know why, but it all just like hit me. I felt I felt kind of bad for Judas without that knowledge kind of. I thought, "Oh, the enemy just got to him in that weak moment and he just did something bad, you know, and like really bad obviously." But like
0: mm-hmm. but
1: then that kind of validates like no, he's
0: just a bad person. Like he's been bad. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're always tempted, right? Like you see yeah. a pot of gold of a potluck You you have the thought probably like man if I just took this I'd be set. (laughs) They won't notice one piece. They won't notice you know two things of silver. Mm -hmm. But in reality we all have those temptations. Are we willing to act on them? Yeah. And he was. And he's stealing like literally from the pot of God. Like yeah.
1: Like you weren't just stealing from like I don't know if there was their money that was there there to give to other people too. You know like Jesus didn't actually need it. Yeah. But you're stealing from God. You claim to believe that He is God and you're stealing from Him.
0: Heck. it's wild and you're just chilling there acting like everything's all peaches wild the whole thing it's horrible
1: i'm gonna have words with him one day
0: oh gosh <laughs> thomas basically it le- where is it in verse 16 thomas nicknamed the twin so i asked or i googled i was like why is he nicknamed the twin and apparently he looked just like jesus Oh. so when people were often like hey we're gonna go capture jesus they would mistaken thomas for him oh uh. Yeah. Thomas, quote, the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. (laughs) And I thought it was so cute. I love little Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) The twin, like he had no idea what was going on. (laughs) Like truly had no idea. He knew he was at risk because he looked like Jesus and was just like, okay, if Jesus must die, so will I. Let's go. Wow. You want to talk about faith. Yeah. That is the ultimate you know willing to go even if it meant dying yourself yeah that's i mean i'm skipping so i'll wait when jesus actually i'll just jump into it since we brought it up but okay. so the raising of lazarus jesus waited four days and what was crucial about that before he said lazarus get up mm-hmm. with so much authority is that the jews believed that the soul could get back into the body within three days of dying oh. So Jesus made it a point to basically say, that's all crap. Mm -hmm. I am Jesus. And on the fourth day, he will rise.
1: Oh, yes. Yes.
0: So that was something that I learned along the ways. And we learned that in Israel. Remember when we were by the tomb? I'm like,
1: I remember you saying (laughs) this being said, yes. Yeah. So Uh, Yeah. With actually in verse 38, when he rises, Lazarus, and when it says, then Jesus deeply moved again, but it says somewhere else how he was like, moved emotionally and I just wrote that like Jesus feels the same emotions that we do and Lazarus was his friend and the loss of him in this world like was also a loss to Jesus like Mm -hmm. he knew he was going to a better place and that he was a good person but Jesus is still human and these are still people mm-hmm. that he loves and he lost someone. And so I just think that it's important to note, like, you know, to people who are like, oh, God, like God takes people or lets people, like takes people, whatever. I don't know. But it's like, no, he like loves us and he's sad and he weeps when we weep. Mm-hmm. And he was like when Mary and Martha both like crumbled at their feet to him and like mm-hmm. were so upset, like he felt their pain.
0: Yeah. He experienced grief the human flesh and he knew how hard it was because he wept in that action
1: and i think that's such a testament to like when people say take it to god he will understand Mm -hmm. he know he feels what you're feeling probably Mm -hmm. to a more intense degree you know
0: absolutely i mean how could you not love jesus even more Mm -hmm. he's just showing he's a true man he's crying, there's no sin or shame in his tears, and that he can feel that sorrow for Mary and Martha and and even Lazarus, knowing that pain of him being gone on earth. And so whenever I know I'm feeling random spurts of grief, Mm -hmm. or if anyone's feeling random grief, God's right there with you. Yeah. And Mount of Beatitudes, Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I'm right there with the grieving, something Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: He's like, I'm right there with you. I know how hard that is. Yeah. And so that's really just a testament of who Jesus is. Just the greatest, greatest man.
1: Yeah, verse 41, actually, I wrote Jesus's purpose. And it says... So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. It's just everything that Jesus is doing. He's so strategic and organized in every action and it's all for the glory of God. You even saying like he waited four days because they believed at three, like God saying, when you follow me and you put your faith in me, I will test the boundaries. There is nothing that I cannot do and he's the only thing that we have that is invincible Yeah And so when you're walking with him if you're feeling like your prayers are not being answered God has purpose in that if you pray and they do get answered God has purpose in that and it's truly always like everything that we're doing is to truly glorify God and set our eyes on him And when we're feeling discouraged in our worldly things, we're idolizing something here when we need to be looking to Him and knowing, like He has us, even mm-hmm. when it's not what we want. Yeah, because our flesh is a liar, and our flesh is, our flesh is weak, and it's temporary.
0: Mm-hmm. And God knows what we need. It's. A, it's- In that scripture too, I think it's important to notice that Jesus looked up to heaven and basically prayed like his posture was up to heaven and he was speaking to God. He already knows God can hear you just as we do. I know God can hear us right now. He's always constantly listening, but the sentiment of praying and still giving time to talk to him personally, Mm -hmm. like Jesus did, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here that you sent me taking the time to pray, taking the time to speak to your father is important. Not just, oh, he can hear me. He Mm -hmm. knows I like him. I'm worshiping him. I'm talking about him. No, take that time to thank him
1: yeah I mean honestly even you saying that and reading it back to me like it's a testament to to having confidence in your faith and I know that when you're walking this life it can be challenging sometimes because you were deemed as weird like I hung out with my friend this weekend and she referred to me as a bible thumper and like it was all fun and games I like I'm different than her in that Mm -hmm. way you know and I love that yeah but I love that I'm confidently walking in my faith to where yes I will talk about God to a Mm non-believer yes I will have a like I will tell you what god has done for me i will tell you what i love about him i will pop off and i was actually talking to a different friend that and we were talking about it's so beautiful when you have god in common because i don't have to know a single thing about you Mm -hmm. but we can start talking about god and have the best conversation and i don't have to know a thing about you Mm -hmm. but it Opens up doors for experiences to say like, oh God did this for me, but hey, this happened to me in this season of my life, and then you are you open up about that, and then that's when I start learning about you. But when you are like pulling teeth with somebody that does not believe in God, like Mm -hmm. you got to really work. And it's like, man, life gets harder here. It gets so much easier in Mm -hmm. so many different ways. Speaking up and having the confidence in your own faith to like speak life into this word, well, speak life to the (laughs) non-believer of this word. Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna spark in someone. absolutely and the curiosity is so so cool to witness absolutely
0: i feel like most people know there's something out there Mm -hmm. and they might call it different things they might believe in whatever king they may not believe in jesus they might believe in muhammad i don't know just different figures and it's like well the essence is the same Mm -hmm. but it's just the wrong person yeah let me teach you about jesus
1: they're in a cult
0: they're in a cult (laughs) oh bad shepherd bad leader get them out
1: yes that's true
0: i think to your point of confidence Mm -hmm. in prayer in jesus is that when jesus said lazarus come out he was speaking with full authority as if he was already alive yeah (laughs) he was dead yeah is like all right come out now
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's a silly (laughs) kid
0: he's confident and it shows that he's god who gives life to death Yes. yes he's the life so I thought that was kind of funny. Well, He's like, come look, on out, Lazarus. Like, <laughs> what are you doing hiding in there? Come on. I feel like we're like ping-ponging this verse
1: back <laughs> and forth each other. But now I'm like, yes, but like when you speak confidently, guys, it's so important. And like, mm-hmm. even in prayer, we you've already heard a few of the stories like we're praying for and like we pray in confidence in those. Like your will be done, God. Like mm-hmm. you speak life into this and you will do this. And like, I have nothing to do with the outcome of what will happen in this world. Like, mm-hmm. but m- and when I speak my prayer confidently and with no hesitation i know god takes that into account Mm -hmm. he says she has full maybe she doesn't have full faith in her own life but she has full faith for her friends let's go you know and the more people you have behind you with that type of confidence oh it feels good yeah
0: well even when i pray with confidence more so than askings i do it rarely Dear God, I know you're going to provide yeah. for them. I know you're going to give them a baby. I know they're going to have a beautiful home to live mm-hmm. in. I know you're, you're so gracious, God. I know you're going to do this. I feel a thousand times faithful. Yeah, there's I'm no like, okay, question. Wait, what can yeah, you do I'm for not me? Asking, hey, please, God. You know it's more doubtful yeah. almost. Oh, yeah. please give her. Please give Audra her husband already. Yeah. Like you know, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, God, I know you're going to give Audra her husband. Just yeah. guide her to him. That's how I've shifted my prayers. Right right hey i know it's on your time but guide her to the right man i know he's out there i know the perfect timing is gonna come right just make sure just guide her just love on her Mm -hmm. show her the way yeah because i already know i'm not gonna ask i know it already exists yes that confident girl (laughs) 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 Boom. (laughs) heck yeah Oh, so chapter 12 is what we were getting at with Judas. That's where it talks about Judas. Oh, we really jumped we ahead. We really jumped. I was like, I thought it was in. I was like, did I <laughs> any commentary? I don't remember. So it was in 12 because it says Judas was a disciple that betrayed him. That was like, the perfume is worth the year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Jerk. Not that he cared for the poor because he was a thief.
1: In 9 through 11, where it says the plot to kill Lazarus where the Jews yeah they wanted to kill Lazarus basically Lazarus oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. because of like by proxy kind of yeah and i just wrote like not only did they want to destroy jesus but anything that's breathed life into his existence and like how you were they were about to have to try to kill a lot of freaking people because mm-hmm. people were believing and you were going to really like god just rose someone from the dead and you were going to
0: try to kill him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like give the man, oh they're like no,
1: nah, still did.
0: <laughs> like let the man live, jeez. Gosh, so rude. What's cool about twelve is that, and I always love cross referencing things in the Old Testament to the New mm-hmm. because it foreshadows the coming of Jesus, and so you really can't deny him. Verse fifteen, it was in Zechariah nine nine. So the prophet in the Old Testament, he he basically foresaw Jesus's triumphant entry.
1: Well, in verse 27, he says, now my soul is troubled. And I think it's just, actually, I have a lot to say about that. All this whole time, God has been saying that it's not my time. It's not my time. And now it is his time. And he knows that. And he starts off by saying, like, now my soul is troubled. And I think it's a very, it's very, like, sweet and, like, bittersweet. Obviously, this is a beautiful thing that Jesus is about to do for us. But, you know, again, he is walking Like, he is human right now. And it's a very scary thing that he's about to do right now, actually. And, Mm -hmm. like, it, I feel like it all kind of hits him in this moment of, like, now my soul is troubled. He's not saying I'm troubled because, like, what he's about to do. But he's saying, like, he's about to sacrifice his life for everyone.
0: Yeah. I think a part of him... When I think of the word "deeply troubled," is angry, upset, I, I
1: see that, yeah, really a,
0: like in a deep funk.
1: Like we are doing this to him, mm-hmm. and he came to save us, and
0: it's all hitting him in this moment. Wow, yeah, I'd be angry. These humans are really gonna do this to me right now, mm-hmm. it's and he's even happening. yeah, and he's even going back and forth saying, "Father, save me from this hour." But I know this is the very reason I came. He's mm-hmm. man, his human self is save me, help me. I don't want to die on the cross. Yeah, yes. But his heavenly side is almost saying, this is what I came here to do. I am the sacrificial lamb. Yeah. You know what's cool that I learned the other day about um. lamb, going off topic a bit, <laughs> is that lamb blood's actually the opposite of venom to a snake. Like, if you get bit by a poisonous snake, the only thing that'll save you from dying is lamb's blood. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. No, that's a cool fact.
1: We're getting to my um, pop-off
0: paragraph. <laughs> pop-off, girl. It's the last one, though. Do you have anything to say before I die? I do literally don't. I have four pages. Brief. Dang, girl. I'm ready for it.
1: Okay. So I'm going to read this. Chapter 12, verses 44 through 50. Jesus came to save the world. All right, y'all. And Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day, for I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me command given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore I say as the father has told me. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) I was reading this and I sat with this and meditated on this for so long. Verse 44, Jesus cried out. I imagine this is in desperation and it's one last attempt to get his message and purpose across. Jesus cried out in desperation like Whoever believes in me, believes in me, but in him who sent me, he's saying like, I am here by God. And if you believe me, you believe him. There is not one or the other. And so believe, yeah, so I already didn't even read my notes. Believes in me, believes in him who sent me. You cannot have one without the other. Do not glorify Jesus and forget to worship God. 45. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. Jesus is made in the image of God. He lived a perfect life. He truly lived as God intended. Our goodness is also of the Lord. We all have potential to walk in faith. Your goodness is of God. And when you let God in, your goodness becomes amplified by his greatness. You cannot miss what the Lord has for you. Jesus devoted all his good works to God. He recognized he did nothing on his own accord. And that's so important. Jumping down to 47. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. And this is where I popped (laughs) (laughs) What a message of hope. God knows we will go astray, but he will always go after the lost sheep. His mission right now is only to save as many people as he can. You're a sinner. Welcome to the party. The enemy wins by telling people that they are too far gone. That is a lie. You're never too far gone to return home. God is the best father. We are always welcome home. Judgment will come, but not from a place we define judgment here. It will be righteous judgment. God will show us all the ways we fell short, and in that moment, we are called to recognize the amount of grace he was, He has extended over our lives. We walk each day with new mercies. We are not judged today. We are saved God has given us time. Take advantage of the time that is here to know him. God loves us, me and you. He wants so desperately to call you home. You were made on purpose. Your life has purpose. You are more than your disease, addiction, low self-esteem, failure, debt, loss. You are worthy and worth worth being saved. I'm getting emotional. Me too. (laughs) Come home and allow the Lord to correct you with love. Don't walk forever in darkness. 48. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. They will be condemned to hell. True judgment. We will all be judged righteously. Believers will be judged but will experience eternity making judgment a stepping stone, an honorary assignment. True human defining judgment will meet those who remained of the world. Live as a human and be judged in the humanly way. Think about judgment, all the fear surrounding it. What does that say about you and where you are to correct? And I highlighted that just because where you feel Scared to be judged is where you need to reflect in your life and pray and walk in the light of God and ask for forgiveness. And I think it's very important to reflect on. And then think about God's character. He would never come to us in that way. That should never be our takeaway from the blessings of His correction. Judgment will come on the last day. You have time. However, everyone's time is different. And then 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. To be so patient, to wait on what God has to say, to be so in tune with our Father, to know what he would do or say. None of this is a lie. It's a promise from God. And I just think, wow. Jesus waited to speak and act until God commanded him. And I could not imagine walking in that patience and like pause, I just could not. Mm. And then 50, and I know that this commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore I say as the father has told me. A commandment is a divine rule. As the 10 commandments are laws we are to follow, eternal life is as well. We are called to this law to live eternally with God. How do we do that? By recognizing the light. And then commentary said, after I read that, I wanted to like kind of reflect on if I, what I got was correct, but commentary just said something simple. These are Jesus's last words to the public. It it includes a reminder of his teachings, a challenge to decide, a warning to those who decide against him and a promise to those who decide for him. And I just loved
0: it. Yeah. It's all so beautiful. I just loved it.
1: I just thought it was so good on just really verse 47. If those who hear my words and do not keep them, I do not judge him. Wow. That is a promise. Like God is not judging us right now. We will be judged one day, but right now we wake up every single morning with new mercies. Mm -hmm. He is saying, my daughter, my son, start fresh. I love you. You are saved I'm here to save you. You are never too far gone to come home to God. You have never done something. You can't do something that will ever amount to him saying, you are not welcome home if you fully choose me. Mm-hmm. I just think it's such a testament to people because I've heard so many people say, like, I'm too far gone. No, you're not.
0: Yeah. I've heard people, oh, I've made this choice in my life. I'm going to hell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, well, I, you're not. I
0: decided it's okay. I was like, no, you're not.
1: You have time. The flesh, right? And it lies to us. And it says, you may, you messed up. Not only can you forgive yourself, but how is he going to forgive you? And mm-hmm. it's like, you haven't even been judged for it. No. Yeah. You're forgiven. You have a new day. If you woke up today, you have a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And you, like, God is calling you home and he's waiting patiently for you to come home. Patiently. Each day, when you choose to not choose him, he still sits there and says, maybe tomorrow. I'm here to save you and I'm not giving up. Yeah. I just think it's crazy. It's beautiful. That was so good.
0: Thanks for sharing. Do you want to pray as Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shaky. That's good.
1: Okay. Dear God, thank you so much for tonight and letting us have just I don't know. I felt like this conversation was really good. It wasn't as upbeat as I feel like we've been going off, but I thought it was deep and good and we touched on some great topics. And so I just thank you for giving us these insights and allowing us to share our thoughts. I just pray that this episode reaches the right ears, and that you just continue to use it for your glory in your name. Amen.
0: Amen.